Hi there and welcome to Florida's Fourth Estate. We are doing another Zoom edition here and my name is Matt Austin, the beautiful Ginger Gaston. How are you feeling today, Gigi? I'm feeling really good and very hopeful. Good, yes. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're all feeling a little more hopeful about things. And one thing, we've been getting a lot of questions about financial matters when it comes to the coronavirus, the stimulus checks, the small businesses. And there's this guy that I've known for a long time, back when I worked in Oklahoma nine years ago, and he knows everything about taxes and <laughs> stimulus and everything else. And the one great thing about heard. this guy, his name's Joshua Jensen, JJ the CPA, we call him. He's great at making it so anybody can understand this complicated stuff. JJ the CPA, all the way from Oklahoma, thank you so much for joining us on our humble podcast. Well, you bet. It's an honor to be back in front of you in such circumstances. Um, if I can just share, you know, uh, I used to get up at like 4 a.m. Uh, back in the day when you were earning your stripes and I would be on your show and you and I hit it off and we complimented each other's shoes and went to lunch and then we were oh, fast friends God. after that. That's right. He's my <laughs> guy. I'm sorry, why am I even here today? Ginger, you can go ahead. Mad. Can I just leave? <laughs> Ginger, just, just get off the call. No need for you to be here. <laughs> but no, uh, JJ's the best. So let's talk about, uh, there's been tons of crazy stuff going on with this stimulus stuff. Uh, and you deal a lot with small businesses, and we're going to talk about that too. But where I wanted to start were these stimulus checks, because people are calling us and emailing us every day, wanting to know the particulars on this. So tell us, give us kind of the, uh, the watered down version. Who gets these checks? And most importantly, when are they going to get them? Yeah, thank you for that. And it is definitely an important question. The first thing to note is, is just that I'm really disappointed on how slow it has taken uh, to get the monies out. So what has been uh, announced is that next week, the week of April 13th, if they have your direct deposit info, so if you have filed 18 or 19 and had a refund that was direct deposit, so they have that info, that's what will go out the week of the 13th. The week of the 20th, the ones that they don't have an account for, uh, they're going to then mail the checks, which that typically takes a week process. And then after that, they'll do kind of the orphans, so to speak. And I've been looking every single day. So your listeners should look to, um, or you know, listeners and viewers, I'm sorry, but um, look at irs.gov and bigger than Texas, right on there, you'll see it's like a bunch of money and it says stimulus checks. And the reason I say that is that if your address has changed, your account number or, or bank has changed, or maybe you owed so they don't have that information, they indicate that they're going to any day now, they've been saying it for a while, but any day now, they'll have a portal or a link of something that you can log in, you know, provide a little bit of info so they can verify who you are and provide a new address provide your account number, et cetera. Um, what's interesting is that they're already handing out billions uh, with the paycheck protection program. So it does seem I'm, I'm disappointed to get this dollar amount out that it's taking this long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and it's the people who are really hurting, who are really looking 
for those checks and they needed them like yesterday. And that's part of the big reason you tell people to have, you know, everyone's not fortunate enough to have three month savings or six month savings in reserves. There are people who are waiting for this who are paycheck to paycheck and you miss one paycheck, you know, you're, you're hurting already and you really want this. So my question is we already know the threshold for the people who are receiving it. And we just talked about this. If you are a single parent with say a minor child or minor children, will those children also be receiving a stimulus check? I think they are supposed to get something like $500 if the parents qualify. Right. And the unfortunate thing on that is that when they're, when they being the IRS is um, they're looking at those thresholds, right? So if you're single, uh, it's 75,000. If you are uh, married, it's 150,000. It's adjusted gross income, which that more just means that it's your income before your standard deduction or itemized deductions. If you're wanting to look, there's a line item on your form 1040 that says that if you're below it, uh, you're going to get 1200 for each adult in the house, maximum two, and then 500 for each kid, as you knew. Uh, if you're above 99,000 single or 198,000 um, as a married, you're now getting zero. So it's, it's, it's kind of this gradual phase down. But that's all to say the 500 is kind of mixed in it. So if you had, in your circumstance, a single individual with one child, and therefore it would be $1,700, um, if they're going to have income above that 75,000, it'll start to get phased out, but both the 1200 and the 500, um, and it's a little unfair. And I'll tell you the most unfair part, which is mirrors what the tax credits are, is that it's only for those that are under age 17. Um, so, you know, I have a 17 year old and the good news is when he turned 17, he was a lot cheaper. Um, he didn't cost me as much. He doesn't eat as much. He uses less utilities. Right. So it seems kind of ridiculous, but, but that's the case. And I'm just letting you know, I'm looking just, I wanted to double check, but they don't have that portal up and, uh, on the irs.gov yet. So really for those that are anxious about this, look every single day because the news now, Matt, you may be bringing that news to everybody first and foremost, uh, with your station, but you know, for all of your other viewers and listeners, be checking that almost every day. They haven't updated it since March 30th. Yeah. Here's a question I got the other day, JJ, and I did not know the answer. This guy said, okay, uh, I get that we get $500 per kid, but I just had a kid in like January and the tax people don't know that I had this child and I want this $500. Yeah. How, do, how, how would they know? And you know what they won't, if it was, especially if it was January of 2020, I, I hate to say it, but they might be out of luck. There's no provision anywhere to communicate that with the IRS. However, maybe in that portal, uh, cause we haven't seen it yet, but I've, I've seen nothing that the IRS has indicated. If you had a kiddo born in 19, but you haven't filed 19, they're not going to know about that either. So what I would suggest is go and file as soon as you can. So let me, let me give you some dangerous advice. You ready for this? I'm going to give you, I'm going to give those, this is on the cusp, dangerous advice. But if you have the majority of your information uh, gathered up and maybe you're just waiting on some minor amount of information, you can go ahead and file 2019 now. Okay. Get your information. And as long as you make any updates before,
before the it, this new due date of July 15th, it's kind of an ollie ollie oxen free. It's always been that way. You know, if you file and then you're like, oh shoot, I got some additional information. Now I need to change it. If you do that by April 15th, you're fine. But that would be in the be in the most dire circumstances, or if you have very different circumstances from 18. But I will say this: don't do that alone. I mean, and I'm I'm, I'm being for real on that. You want to talk and visit with a professional on how to do that because step two to fix it. But but let's just be honest. I mean, if you're in a position where you need that 1,200 and that additional 500, it'd be worth that extra effort. And I'm sure you wouldn't hear that anywhere else. Um, and then, you know, remember too, that, uh, and I was trying to, I wanted to bring up the website to make sure that I got it right, but they just released, uh, as far as I can tell, just released, um, the, uh, and if you don't mind, uh, I created a, a community service website. Uh, so you don't know how to contact me. I don't ask for any information and it's packed full of videos and worksheets and info like this and videos about this very thing we're talking about. So JJ, the CPA help.com. And I have a page on there that's dedicated to just unemployment. And um, so if you go to career, one career, one stop.org, you now can through that start getting federal unemployment. They're filtering it down to the state. So with you being in Florida, if you don't mind, I'm going to just look really quick here. But when you go to that, you'll see bigger than uh, Texas. Uh, it says uh, COVID-19 unemployment insurance file for unemployment. I know this is outside the stimulus, but those individuals that are getting stimulus, um, there also might be the ones that need this, but anyway, so if I select Florida, I'm going to just see if Florida has everything updated and they do, um, looking here, they've got a phone number, which I'd probably for Floridians skip. Now I know this is across the nation, but I know you probably have a, a great viewership, uh, there in your hometown, but they've got, uh, one, two, three, four, uh, different links through this website down to Florida that will then walk you through. And this is why that's important. The federal unemployment is an additional up to $600 a week. Uh, typically most state unemployment tax or uh, unemployment benefits is going to be 70% of what you make. It's still taxable to the federal government. So the overall is you're kind of getting half of what you normally make where with the federal unemployment, you're able to get that. And then here's the other key self-employed individuals that never qualify for unemployment ever in the history of the United States of America mm -hmm. now qualify. Um, and if you are just, your, your business is closed down, you haven't been let go, you qualify. So there's many more ways that you can qualify, even if you don't qualify at the state level. So I, I would recommend that if you're in those circumstances, get in there and file a claim. They, they have an opportunity to look at each state. So I know this is, you have a lot of viewers across America. So any state would be on that as well. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, and, you know, and you're talking about when you say like uh, independent contractors, people who are like gig workers can now apply. Like, you know, you have these guys who are like drivers, Uber drivers, Amazon yep. drivers, things like that, they can now apply. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And that's a brand new, uh, that is this, this new term. Uh, I actually, so I, I've been going live every day on my YouTube channel, uh, or just the last two days and the, the response has been overwhelming, but someone was asking about the gig, something, something. And I was like, what gig? What? No, <laughs> what is this term gig? But yes, that's, that is, that is slang for, yeah, the independent contractor. Thank you for bringing that up. 
um, because that's what's unprecedented um, to have someone who's not an employee, but clearly the government knows they are out of work. Why? Because we're all supposed to be staying home, et cetera. And especially like with an Uber driver, right? They're in close quarters. They can't be putting someone uh, in their car. So there are a ton of ways that you can still qualify for federal unemployment. And even if it's just for a short period of time, so your business is closed down for three or four weeks, a lot of times states, by the time that business would be back open, you would finally be getting your checks. The federal government's meant to be more instantaneous. JJ, a lot of talk has been going on. I want to I want to touch on this before we let you go. The PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program. I know you deal a ton with small businesses. I'm curious as to how the process has been going because there's been a lot of back and forth on that. So let me ask you this. Are you down with PPP? <laughs> I love it. I am down with PPP. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, I've got a video. Uh, and so if you don't mind, I'll also tell uh, everybody, uh, your fans, you know, go to JJ the CPA YouTube channel because I'm releasing right now two to three to four to five videos with everything that's going on and ever changing and by subject. But here's how the here's how the paycheck protection program works. The first thing to know is your business has to have wages, period. Okay, to qualify. Now, if you're self-employed. You go by your Schedule C, and it's based on your net. And if you have a Schedule C, you know what I'm talking about. And on jjthecpahelp.com, I created worksheets and checklists that you can work through, whether you're a sole proprietor, independent contractor. So when you were talking about this, those that drive Uber, those that are, um, you know, just do freelance work, uh, those that maybe have a sole proprietorship, meaning it's a small business out of their house, they're all going to qualify. It would be based on their net. Here's a big misconception that SBA came out both Friday the 3rd and Monday the 6th very sternly. And what they made clear was this, because this is probably the biggest confusing aspect is the business that pays independent contractors, that pays the 1099s, does not in any circumstances get to include that in the determination of how much they get from the government on the PPP. And the reason why, and this is the, this is the exciting part, is that those that are receiving these 1099s, those that are the independent contractors that are getting paid by these businesses, they get to go and apply for the PPP. And in a, in a nutshell, here's what it is. You take your payroll or your net from your business if you're sole proprietor. You take your payroll, which includes employer match and health benefits and your state unemployment tax, boom, for a year, divide it by 12 times two and a half. So you can either do it based on calendar year 19 or the last 12 months, which would be 4119 through 331-2020. Quick example, if that total cost is 360,000, you divide it by 12 times two and a half, that's a $75,000 amount. From date of approval, if you use 75% of it for payroll, and then the other 25% can go to rent, utilities, um, internet, telephone, um, and, and paying any kind of interest on any loans that are in your business, all of it is forgiven if, it's, if you spend it in that, that fashion and within eight weeks. Whatever you don't spend or you're outside of those parameters, Payments are deferred six to 12 months. It converts automatically to a loan at 1% paid over 10 years. 
zero qualifications, no credit check, no collateral, no guarantees. It's literally like going to a bank and picking which one uh, you want to get some cash out of, like you would select an ATM machine. And if you don't mind me adding, we're hearing a lot about the EIDL, which is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. A lot of people are calling it the COVID-19 loan. That is at sba.gov. PPP, you only can get out of bank, period. You don't get it direct from the SBA. But this EIDL, who is that for? Who's that a match for? Those businesses that are economically injured that don't have employees and are not a self-employed. So what would that be? Typically, that's a rental business, right? So now maybe they're not going to collect rent. It is a max 10 grand. You don't have to pay that back, but I would encourage everybody that's tuning in here, get on SBA.gov right now, because I've got a source kind of an underground source, so to speak that. And if you have, if you filled that out in the last two weeks, unofficially, but my source is telling me that they've lost all the applications in the last two weeks what? and they're getting ready to change the parameters. So bottom line is get in there and get the EIDL. You can't get both the PPP and the EIDL. You can get the PPP and then when you run out of that money and you've gone eight weeks, you can then go get the EIDL, but you can't get them concurrently. You're literally breaking the law because they're for the same purpose. And there's some other parameters to all that, but here's what it is. You're taking your payroll divided by 12 times two and a half to pay for payroll, rent, utilities, and mortgage interest for the next eight weeks. But what do you mean they lost the paperwork already? I don't, I mean, is that, they really lost it or they just, is that air quotes? They just. No, it's, uh, you know, you, you apply online and there was a crash and they have nothing. Oh my gosh. I have not heard that anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I heard it. Yeah. I heard it direct from somebody that is at the SBA. Um, I'm sure they're going to keep it under wraps and, and probably already the, the FBI or the CIA is already coming <laughs> to my house right now because I let the cat out of the bag. Um, but they, you know, they did have a crash on Monday for about four hours um, related to the PPP because they were just, their system was overwhelmed. Um, but on the SBA, I think it's true because I'm hearing more and more people. They're like, I've applied in the last two to three weeks and I've received nothing, no word, no money, because that EIDL money was before that. I mean, you'd put it in 48 hours, you'd have your money. I mean, boom. Um, and the PPP is supposed to be similar. I'd say right now people should expect about a week. And then if you go, if you don't mind, but if you don't mind me saying, if you go to my YouTube channel or JJ, the CPA help, it's all free. There's no gimmicks. There's no funnel. I'm not selling one thing, but I, I do really boil down what it is. The bank should be asking for the banks are now starting to get a little more picky. If you're at one of the large banks, they're going to require that you have a lending relationship with them as well as a checking account, because here's the deal. When the government initially put this cares act into play, which was like what, 12 days ago, it was initially a 4% loan of what wasn't forgiven. Then they dropped it to half a percent and then they landed at 1% on Friday. Banks don't want to carry 1% loans. So more what they're looking at is Wells Fargo. They're not taking any more because they capped it at 10 billion. Uh, Chase is doing something similar. So the, here's where people want to go. Okay. Uh, your local bank, your state bank, your creditor, your SBA lender is really your better bet 
um, because not because they're going to be more lenient. It's just they know the process. It seems better and quicker, and they're not necessarily trying to hedge their bets on how much to take on with this. Yeah, that's good to know because I've heard some real issues of people not being able to find the right bank to get them the money. Right. Yay, right. The CPA. Thank you so much for taking time. Thank you. Talk on our little podcast. Uh, tons it. of information there. If you want to check him out, JJ the CPA on YouTube is a really good place to find his videos. Ginger Gavs. Nice to see you, JJ. Nice. Thank to meet you. you. It's nice to meet you, Matt. Really appreciate the opportunity. And uh, so, so uh, to follow up. Okay. When am I coming down? I want to, I want to be on the evening news, right? You and I kicking on the couch like oh we used boy. to. I like it. I'm going to check out. <laughs> Ginger, you stay there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With no more couches. It's just a one big shiny desk and I'm talking about terrible things. Uh, well, how's anybody, how's anybody going to see my two-tone shoes? Oh, man. <laughs> Ginger. You're standing here. You're six feet apart, so it'll be a wide shot. <laughs> Social distancing and stuff. Thank you for watching this edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. We appreciate you. We'll, we'll see you again next week. Bye, guys.